millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Hello, one and all, it's your old mate Wilson. Welcome again to the show. Uh, you find us in the studios of Islington Radio, uh, where we've just come up to interview our guest. Um, uh, before we get into it, uh, we're going to do our, our bits of admin that we need to do uh, before we start the show. Um, with that in mind, thank you to our wonderful Patreons. You are wonderful. Thank you for your continued support. Uh, good people doing good things. We couldn't do it without you. And with that in mind, we would like you to become a patron. If you're listening to this and you're not... Do become one, because uh, we need you. We have more exclusive early access videos of interviews coming up this summer. Uh, we can't always do it. Uh, it depends on our guests and where we're taping the show. But to become a patron, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast uh, or through the link tree uh, link in the podcast description. And it's all on our social media stuff. So on my Instagram, there's a link tree link there. You'll see that in the bio. Twitter, Facebook, they're all on all on these things. So click that link and become a patron and help us keep the lights on and help giving help help us to keep giving you the greatest podcast in the land. Um, that very same link tree will take you to my website to producer Paul. Uh, open brackets, hire him. Close brackets. You should actually. He's brilliant. Um, and again, as everyone knows, without him, this it wouldn't actually be in your ears. This would just be me talking to a laptop. So, um, and with no guests, just with me on my own ranting and raving. So, yes, producer Paul is the man that gets this out then to the into the world. So, yeah, hire him because he's bloody marvellous at what he does. Um, that very same link tree will take you to my website, uh, to our own Dark Horse Live comedy night tickets uh, in Tunbridge Wells and live stream. Uh, we're doing that uh, for, the, for the next couple of months to do that with some brilliant guests. We did one the other week and then we had Andrew Bird, Kate McGann and Joe Bingham and it was sold out and it was brilliant. So just click on the link tree, mate. So, this week on Insane in the Membrane, I'm talking to Luca Cipani, a brilliant uh, Italian comedian with a very interesting story. Um, it's so, I'm not going to say anything in the intro because when, so producer Paul booked him and he was like, oh, we've got to get this guy on. And I was like, okay. And then he sent me his, he sent me his story. Um, and it was, I, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I want to find out more about this. It was incredible. Um, and we had such a good time. We do get, it's a bit political at the beginning because I think it's just on our minds, isn't it? So breeze through that bit. And then it gets, gets, it gets really solid and really interesting when Luca starts talking about his family and the relationship. I mean, we all think we've got a weird relationship with our families, but this... This takes the biscuit, <laughs> absolutely. 
Um, uh, so, yeah, so coming up in a minute is Luca Capani. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. A podcast from producer Paul.co.uk. Insane in the membrane. Uh, thanks for coming down, man. Thank you. And uh, every week I say this, I have to I tell you that there isn't a big introduction. We just get on with it. We just start talking because we do all the introduction stuff after. So uh, nice one. Thanks for coming down. <laughs> and it's a nice, easy chat. It's just like we'd be sat in a bar. Good. Just having a chat. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of met each other. Yeah, I remember seeing you on stage. It could be Camden Comedy Club, uh, mm. comedy versus, uh, poetry versus comedy or something oh, like yeah. that. Stand that was Up and Slam. Yeah, Up and Slam. Okay, I didn't remember the name. That was yeah. the first time I saw you oh, uh, performing. And I was, I supported the comedy team, but they, you were, I think, the MC of the comedy team. Yeah. But then the poetry tends to win. I don't know why. Because the, they use comedy. They, <laughs> use, <laughs> they use comedy to make their uh, to make their poetry more palatable. Uh, yeah, which true. was the joke of the whole <laughs> thing. Uh, oh, nice. But that was the first time I saw you on stage. Yes, yeah, so I, I kind of love that show. That was good fun. Will you fun. will you bring it back? And and you because um, now poetry yeah. slam is also a thing that works. Yeah, so. they're ta- I think they're they're talking about it. Um, it's funny. My flatmate was when I first met him. He was the original captain oh. for co- team comedy, and. Uh, yeah, and then I sort of, I took he, well, I took his place, and then, yeah, now we live together, you know, peace and harmony and love. That's and good, it's lovely. Yeah, how long have you been in in the UK? Uh, eight years. Yeah, yeah. Were you here throughout the lockdown? Yes, uh, yes, most of the time. Only last year I spent a few months in Italy, but mm. most of the time I was yes, I was here in yeah, London. Yeah, yeah. How so. did you find it? Did you did it feel weird uh, being away from being away from your home country? No, well, I moved to the UK because I, I think Italy is better from a distance in a way. Right, it's a beautiful right, country, right. but when yeah. you live there, uh, you see all the problems. And then yeah. I liked the. And when I moved here, London and the UK were way more open. Now it's a bit more difficult, probably. If mm. someone is in Italy now and thinks, "Oh, I really want to move to the UK," good luck because 
after Brexit. It's, <laughs> yeah, you need a visa. It's, it's easy to get to Rwanda, probably, than to <laughs> yeah, b- just buy a London than to... Just appear on the beach. <laughs> yeah, so it's... Uh, but uh, it, it still has a lot of um, um, charm, London, mm. to me. It's, it's a city, it's a, maybe the most international city in Europe, I yeah, would say. Right. You never feel a foreigner, like uh, I, no. yeah, I felt like uh, a Londoner, in a way. No, and mm. everyone suffers. Uh, the the energy of the city like nobody looks overly happy everyone is stressed i remember one uh, for a few years i worked in a um, customer service a call center mm. uh, i took a very early train in the morning and it was like me sitting next to a builder for from maybe bulgaria and an executive from the because the, the stop was canary wharf so we were going to the same direction right yeah and the guy with a suit and the other one with a dress as a builder and myself going to a call center and so we are taking the same train we none of us uh, had enough sleep we are all stressed out although i'm on minimum wage he's making millions but still <laughs> you're suffering even if yeah, you're yeah, yeah. so you should probably <laughs> i thought you should leave uh, change your job because clearly if, <laughs> if it makes you rich but you are still taking the same tra- train that yeah. i do <laughs> something yeah. wrong with you but <laughs> i think it's that's what happened with the lockdown i think it was a real level like it, it just goes to show that you it didn't matter what your job was or where mm. your background you were all we were all locked in and we were all fundamentally the same on that level it's just so you yeah a bit more money than others apart from the government as we know now oh god but, <laughs> no i didn't want to put but no no, 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 no. it's embarrassing <laughs> it's so it's when you you know these people have voted in to sort of lead us we go all right we think you're the best person for the job so a majority of people will go, we think you're the best person for the job, so we vote you in. The rest of us are going, we don't think they're the right person, but they go, yeah, no, we think it's the right person. And they go, we don't think so. And they, but anyway, the, the majority wins. They they get into power. And it it's just, when you watch them, you're like, oh, come on, I, man. I'm not that surprised because I think that being Italian, I'm used to these kind of politicians. Like mm-hmm. I have the antibodies for this. We, we, we know we can't trust them. Yeah, of course. The, but of course, I moved to another country thinking, oh, wow, this must be much better. But I, oh, okay. All the same. Uh, it's getting more Italian than <laughs> I expect. I'm too, bit, too, bit too much Italian, in my, in my opinion. But um, I hope that well, they will change at some point. Because, but it's wonderful because it's clearly indefensible. But people mm. try, try their, their best to defend him. It's almost mm. funny if we are not in the same <laughs> situation. Like, it would be funny from a distance in this yeah, case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny that I think what's ha- what happens is when, because everyone's piling on going, if you if you vote Tory, then you're scum if you vote Tory. So people that do vote for Tories, and instead of maybe seeing the faults of the government, they're kind of ignoring that and they're going, Look, you're calling me, sh- you're calling me shit. Right, well, I'm going to vote for him again just to prove you, just to prove you, you know, just to sh- teach you a lesson. You're like, no, you're, you're shooting yourself in the, in the bollocks. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a famous uh, scam they do in some cities in Italy, in the station service on the highway, they try to sell you a new iPhone, mm. which is clearly not new. So they're very clever. So if you accept, you know, it's probably stolen. So you already are on the wrong side because you shouldn't get a cheap eye. but you gave him maybe 100 euros and they show you the phone and it's perfectly functioning but then they switch it the moment uh, you give the money yeah. and you and in the box there's a brick yes so now i think probably someone just bought a brick and tries to make a phone call with this let's say okay let's make <laughs> rather than admitting i've been conned they say oh no yeah, it's yeah. uniform the new iphone looks like a brick <laughs> probably yeah maybe there's no signal maybe let me Take this brick a bit up top of the hill and it will work. And no, and someone said, oh, you have a brick. You've been conned, but... They won't have it. 
ah, because it takes a lot on your, you know, pride. Yes. You need to admit, yeah. admitting that you're wrong is not, especially for men, I would say, more than women, is not something mm. we are used to. We, no. not, yeah, we don't like. So. No, of course not. We'd end up, yeah, they'd get the brick and then be writing notes and strapping notes to the brick. Go, what are you doing? Oh, sending a text <laughs> yeah. through the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Pride. Words. Yeah. That's I think. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's a funny one. And it's, it, I think everyone needs to, everyone needs to just stop shouting at each other for a minute. And we need to just go, right, let's figure out what we can do because this is getting silly. If the people at the top aren't even obeying the rules, then why are we obeying? Why are we obeying them? And then what they've done is changed the rules, so we can't rise up and go, "How dare you?" They go, "Yeah, keep down, keep it down. Otherwise, we're going to put you in prison." And then they keep us good. Like, okay, like, is a bit of money here if you just mm. be quiet? Because it's, I don't know. I think, in my opinion, coming from another country, part of the problem could be maybe boarding school. I don't know. I'm not sure about it, mm, but yeah. I think that. Because in Italy, boarding school is, you, is used as a threat from a parent. The, uh, parents. They would tell you, if you don't, don't behave, I will send you to a boarding school. That means you, don't, you mm. live like an orphan and you will not see your parents. That, that's yes. harsh for Here, uh, the, 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 the daughters and the sons of the elite are sent to boarding school like a sort of rich orphans. Uh, you, yeah. you, a UNICEF for rich people. I don't know how do you call it, but it's, uh, yeah. they grow up without parents basically in most of them and i'm not saying that every one of them has problems but probably it doesn't help to develop empathy to develop uh, to, to feel uh, loved by someone so by the time you leave the at 18 and you go to university then you you take care of you you, you think about yourself more than other people i think this yes. is the i'm not a psychologist but i think that our prime minister at the moment could be an interesting subject of a thesis of a degree in the psychologist about you know, narcissism and uh, lack of empathy mm -hmm. and never admitting that you're wrong. He's, there's a lot of very evident traits. Unfortunately, yeah. he's leading the ship, so we are <laughs> we are up for a rough ride. But Yeah, it's true, though, and it's it's the same with all, like you said, it's the same in Italy, it's the same in a lot of places. And what, was, what used to be funny is that the news would report on uh, other countries of, of the corrupt governments, and we're like, whoa, that's shocking, like, whoa, we wouldn't have that. You're like, we well, you do have that. <laughs> We've always had that. But yeah, but uh, maybe it was, I mean, you, you had a better track of politician, I believe. I don't know. At least, uh, like, I, I only recently found out in the House of Commons, if you call the Prime Minister a liar, they kick you out because how dare you say? Because yes. if he were a liar, he would resign. He would do the honorable thing. The only, it's a wonderful system. The only little flaw is that if he is a liar and doesn't care, he will never resign and you mm -hmm. can never force him to resign. So, and you can't even call him a liar. So in, in Italy, it's a bit more strict, the things, because we know that they are liars. They are. Mm. Some, there was in the past when I, I think that the year when I left, a lot of uh, members of parliament in Italy, they had a conviction for crimes, serious crimes. They were mm. just, you know, the w worst people you could be around. So, uh, yeah. and they were in the parliament. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, your, pri your prime minister or president was... Oh, Berlusconi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that guy's just... He's ah, even like a rock star. Yes, uh, yeah, well, you, you can't, eventually, like Al Capone, I think he, he went down for a sort of tax fraud or yeah. something, but he had a, he had a, he, you, you always had some 
strange relationship with people that were close to mafia mm-hmm. and he had no secrets yeah. about it and it is rumored i don't know if it's true but he, when he was prime minister apparently vladimir putin gave him as a gift a four poster bed right this is rumored i don't know if it's sure but honestly what like a four poster it's not the kind of official present you no you give to the president of, to the prime minister of a nation you respect like what is a I mean it was a it was obviously a joke. Yeah, but so, yeah. now he's always in bed with women. Yeah, and last year I think that Berlusconi and this is uh, sadly true gave him as a present uh, a duvet with a picture of him and Putin on this person. <laughs> I don't know. I I so you see when that's the level you think okay, we have a sort of an immune system in Italy we know this is the level so we know okay. No, this is we don't expect anything from these kind of people. No. But here we have a bit more in the UK higher expectations so now we are probably to readjust our our yeah. bar, our standard i think they should have checked the mattress yeah. <laughs> it was always stuffed with cash <laughs> <laughs> then the duvet went back and they're like that's a thick duvet it's probably cash going back yeah probably yes yeah 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 but that, yeah you're right we we, have, we do we do have higher expectations we do have a little there is all that yeah there's a, it's a weird one in this country We're all, it's always about stiff upper lip and be a gentleman and be this and be that and you know there's all these there's all rules and there's this and ever but no, no one gives a shit really everyone's my dad I said this I've said this many times on here but my dad told me when I was a kid that the world is corrupt from the top down and that's all you need to know That's true yeah. but they used to Seven. save the appearances at least in the past. I don't know there was yeah, yeah they used to at least pretend either UK had a better PR because when I moved here I remember I thought oh what a great tradition of the oldest democracy and they mm. resign if they do uh, something wrong and then the actual prime minister came along and and also you know they lied and people like to be lied maybe this is a phase like mm. at some point we like to be told that we are that we will have a cake and we can eat it whatever and no yeah. problem and it's it's clearly not true but we li- we need to believe some lies i don't know what, what what's the problem but i think it's like you said earlier when things are all right with us like when we we're, we're not struggling to pay bills and we've got a little bit of cash or yeah oh you know we can we can afford things we tend to let a lot of stuff slide we tend to kind of go oh you yeah, know i know they're like that but fuck it but you know they were they they find people 10,000 pounds for having parties in their house whilst and then people were dying and, and couldn't get to relatives i've not seen my my nan in since in two years in nearly two and a half years because she's been in a home yeah. she can't like you, if you go near us you'll, you'll kill her um and yet there's they've been lying all this time about parties and like, and then they get a fine of 50 quid <laughs> and you're like Am I and, missing and something? It could have been worse. He, the Prime Minister could have visited the home care of your nun just to, for an off opportunity and give them COVID yeah. and just kill them and yeah, live yeah, yeah. and, oh, sorry, <laughs> I didn't have to wash my hand. So it could have been even worse. Yeah, so, yeah I would have done her a favor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it was a nice photo opportunity. Uh, your nun looks very good on photo. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> should I check myself? Oh, make the test. I'm sure she will be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about family. Let's get on to that because the wonderful producer Paul, uh, he's really good at doing research. He's so he sent me across all the information for you today about your show that you've got coming out. Yes, Uh, you're taking to Edinburgh. In Edinburgh, yes, yeah. And it's one of the most incredible things I've ever read. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, we're talking about this Um, because family. 
relationships come up quite a lot on this podcast because mm. you know famously it's always your family that causes probably causes the most problem you love each other of course you do but there's yeah, yeah. They, it still brings they're, they're still they're, they're sort of your parents are kind of they, they're unpacking all the shit that was put into their minds by their parents yes they're trying to work out what bits were right what was wrong and then they you know they do their best they can they think they're doing it for you but then that you know that turns out to be a bit fucked <laughs> and then you've got to unpack it so you don't give it to your kids and so on and so on there's um, a wonderful poem from uh, by Philip Larkin I think is this yeah. is the verb that said the first line is they fuck you up your mum and dad <laughs> and uh, they might not want to, but they do. Something like this is yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I remember the first line, they fuck you up, your mom and dad. Oh, I should have read it. They should have taught me this in the kindergarten. Yeah. I should have learned as a nursery rhyme, something that we learn from very early stage. So we know that all of our problems are formed in the first three, four years of our lives. And then we have to deal with them forever. So yeah, yeah, at yeah. least we know. Because our parents are very young uh, in, in the job of parents, of parenting. When they are, when you're a kid, uh, they've been parents for maybe two, three years, mm. so they don't know exactly what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the time they learn, ah, it's too late. <laughs> That's why you, you, they say you become a, a better grandparent yeah. than a parent. It's like with my son, I've got two sons, grown up now, and uh, every time I see him, I just, I'm just riddled with guilt. I'm like, oh, I should have been better. And I'm like, Dad, you were great. You were great. Yeah, yeah there was probably bits that weren't great, but you weren't shit. <laughs> so chill out, Dad. <laughs> But it's yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? But you, so you had a, you you the, the, if you tell us the story, okay? You you start from because I was because it's the relationship with your mum. Yeah, so the show is called Happy Orphan. So that's a yeah. good, there's an happy ending. I'm that I'm orphan, but I'm happy. Right. I'm better now without my mum than when she was alive. Wow. But I realized only later she wasn't too bad, but. I think she wasn't cut to be a mother, like um, not mm. nothing extremely uh, violent or abusive, nothing. That's uh, according to my therapist, because I've been on therapy for 10 years now. So since she, 11 years now, since my mom died. And um, my therapist told me, well, if she had been a bit worse, you would have realized that uh, it wasn't a very healthy relationship. But mm. since she was uh, kind of okay, uh, yeah. but just smothering you slowly and you didn't realize. So now then it, it's harder to unravel everything she did. It wasn't to so uh, in Italy, it's quite common to live with your parents until uh, um, even when you're an adult, mm. so because, well, so I lived with my parents until I was 35 years old. Right. So that that's a lot. Mm. But like, um, oh, where can I start from? We, we, are, we were very religious. I'm still a practicing Catholic, which oh, adds really? guilt to guilt because I'm Italian, so I'm supposed to love my mom. Yeah. And I'm Catholic, so I'm supposed to love Virgin Mary, which is a sort of the teen mom that we always uh, worship because she's the perfect mm. mom. But I, at the same time, I'm just glad my mom's dead. <laughs> and I, it wasn't me, it was natural causes, but, uh, and it was, yeah, I mean, couldn't have <laughs> happened a better thing for me. She, she gave me great, Two great, great gifts: my life and her death. <laughs> you know, so the second one maybe wasn't intended, but I appreciated even as much as the first one. So I, I grew up with uh, my parents, and um, so like uh, when I was a kid, for example, okay, no, no Christmas presents. This isn't too much of a shock for me, but my wife still says, yeah. "Oh, wow, wow, no Christmas." No, because the, the official reason was it's baby Jesus' birthday, birthday, not yours. 
Right. So no gifts for you? No. Never? But, uh, no. Well, maybe a bar of chocolate, uh, but it's, I mean, it's not like we had the Christmas tree. So I yeah. thought if we can afford a useless Christmas tree, I, I've seen other movies and pictures and people yeah. have, in my friend's houses, they have things under the tree. You know, yeah. the, the old tree is like a big sign to say, look, look down. There's a, <laughs> there are presents. That's the old That's the point of the tree. Yeah. What do we need? Because uh, if, if we spend all the budget in the tree, I'll just get rid of the tree and buy me toys. I'm happy. Like, uh, really, I don't need a tree. I've seen trees in, in nature. I, 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 can, I can draw a tree if you want. Yeah, or we go outside, put the gifts under the tree outside. Yeah, and just, <laughs> I, I don't mind. And uh, no, But I'm not baby Jesus, so no birthday. And that's okay. I'm not baby Jesus. Fair enough. But And then she was hypochondriac. I, I'm, I'm hypochondriac. I had high cholesterol. I could spell hypercholesterolemia when I was uh, 10 years old. It was, oh, wow. it was very impressive for your kid, very mm. schoolmates. They really respect you when you can pronounce <laughs> disease. You didn't yeah. even know what they are. <laughs> but she was a chain smoker. So that was a bit of a contradiction, in my opinion. She used to smoke a lot. You know that generation that smoked when they were pregnant? Yep. Smoked yep. in yep. house with kids. Yep. Then, then eventually she moved to the balcony to smoke. She's, was mo- she was smoke. On the balcony, but I had to close the door behind her because she didn't want the smoke to enter. So mm-hmm. I had to wait for her to finish the cigarettes and open the door, like a sort of the Queen's guardhouse, you know. When yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And I don't know why I did. I did it until I was in my 30s. Like, I, I, oh, she's going to smoke. So let me close the door. Oh, she's uh, on the phone now on the balcony. So maybe I have to wait until she finishes the, the phone or the cigarette and I will open the door. But you're just in charge well, of the door. <laughs> what's about my time? I mean, I should have a life in the meantime. Like, uh, she gave me birth, but she should give me li- a, yeah. a life. And I couldn't rebel, really. And also, when I, um, after uni, I tried to escape. I did uni at the same, in the same town where I was born. So that was uh, convenient, economically yeah. better. But then you live with your parents. You don't enjoy the university life because mm. you go home and have a curfew and, and stuff. And uh, uh, no surprise, I was virgin for a long long time partly because of my religion partly because i couldn't find girlfriend partly because if i had a girlfriend I had to deal with my mom and the girlfriend and yeah. uh, so i this preserved me for i lost virginity when i was 31. wow although i i i, I keep saying i don't even like the expression to lose virginity because it makes mm. it look like if it's an accident i really <laughs> planned it I, I threw it away yeah i mean i wanted to get rid of i got rid of my virginity finally when it was really almost uh, expired like i don't know if there's a expiring date for virginity but it's 31 is a lot it's it's, it's late on i mean it's not you know you're not the only one i imagine but but the, even the first kiss was 31 years old oh really yeah that's the first interaction with a woman with any with a partner was 31 years old so, so was it your mom just never let you do anything you just well i didn't have a weekend so the thing is uh, um she wanted me to be home at, at every evening and stay mm. at home. And when I left uni, when I finished my university degree, when I was 24 or something, my father got a stroke, so he became disabled. Right. And then we had a weird balance in the family. So there was uh, my father became a sort of a child of the family. He, he was uh, fully f- uh, functioning brain-wise, but he couldn't move half of his body. So you had mm. to help him uh, to take a bath or to wash his head or to drive him somewhere. So it, it, you had to take care of him. And my mom was the first uh, carer and I was the sort of a deputy carer. So the balance was the child, it was my father and my mom mm. and I'm in between. Oh, wow. So then you cannot really, would you leave? And I never understood why my parents and my mom never uh, thought about asking for a professional care yeah, or some yeah, help, because yeah. that would have given her more time 
and more freedom to myself. But for some reason, this was the balance. So for the following 10 years, we were just uh, dealing with... Uh, so mm. like, uh, if you know that you are to drive your father to the Sunday service on the Sunday morning, you cannot really go outside in the weekend with your mm. friends because then you have on Sunday morning. And then if you have to, your father takes a bath on Saturday evening, you better be there on Saturday. So these little things, wow. micromanaging of your time, but without realizing you end up when you are 35 and you really, mm. you realize I, I can't do anything. I don't have, I have very few friends. I don't know why they stick to me because I'm really, uh, I'm, I mean, they can see me a few hours every week. And, um, and yeah, and you cannot, and she loves you, but you don't feel uh, free to do anything. No. I didn't do sports because she said that sports might cause injury. Right, and then you can't help. Well, no, it's even even when I was a kid, because there's another Italian thing. What I love of the British society, I see kids freely playing in the park, even if it's raining. They, in Italy, they guilt. If you get a cold, it's your fault mm. because oh, you were playing, you were sweating, and now you got a ah. what, which is normal. <laughs> so you get your immune system, and yeah, at some yeah, point yeah. you don't get any cold anymore, and you're happy. But in it, in my my family, that was oh, you had this because you've done that. Wow, guilt and kind of a guilt, mm. and then so you don't need to avoid. You get sunburn if you go outside if there's a sun. You get, uh, um, you might uh, hurt your leg if you play football. So, yeah, it's true. Well, look at your friend; he had a cast in his arm. Yeah, but he looks happier with a broken arm than I look. <laughs> <laughs> but this is something I couldn't properly tell my mom. I yeah. never rationalized properly. So um, we went, it's incredible when your, your cage can be a comfort zone mm. in a way. So you, you get adapted. I don't know if it's, a, I think it's a common thing for people. We get adapted. You, you take a bit of freedom away mm. day by day. You don't realize you grow into your own yeah, cage, but you feel kind of comfortable. Yeah. Although, of course, some part of you isn't, but uh, you just go out, go, go away, go along. And, uh, That's how it is. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't any resentment? Um, it can, not consciously. I don't no. think consciously it was. I was uh, I was really really submissive. You know, like yes, uh, we'll do. Even when she when she also, I tried to escape a few more times, but it was. Uh, Hang on, escape? No escape. Just I, well, to get, you, you try to leave. I tried to leave oh, my parents' uh, house. Yeah. No, yeah, I was free to go anytime. I was I was, uh, I was working, uh, but um, as a freelance editor for a publisher, textbook mm. textbook published publisher. But again, like, I remember this. I was uh, good things when you are a freelance. You have a flexible schedule, so it would happen maybe on mid afternoon. My mom would call me. Oh, you have to go to the pharmacy to take the result for the blood test for your father. So mm. I would drop what I was doing, go to the other side of the town, take the blood test, bring it to my mom, go back to the office, and keep working. But yeah. again, why? I mean, okay, it's fine. It's a little little things, but you never completely. Um, free towards the end, I remember she had uh, a bit of a problem in her back, so I had to uh, wait for her when she, she would go to buy something in the grocery shop and I didn't need to come with her, but then I had to stay uh, ready to unload the, the car. But whenever she wanted, even if I was on a phone call with someone, some colleague, I had to hang up, rush to my mom, and she was like uh, choosing the timing. That's the only problem. We never had yeah. a sort of, a, okay, we, uh, do you want me to go to, with you to buy something? Let's find a time that is convenient for both. This wasn't, uh, was never discussed. There wasn't, no. and I wasn't very good at uh, 
pose at, at showing my that I was existing in a way. I was kind of disappearing. Yeah, yeah, I looked yeah. much older when I was 33 years old. I will show you a picture later on of yeah. myself when I was 33. I looked older. And uh, and then, so in Mar March 2011, I tried to leave the house. The plan, I quit my job mm. and the plan was to go to Japan to study Japanese because I dreamt to be a proficient Japanese speaker and then move to Japan for good. But March 2011 is when Fukushima earthquake oh, happened. Wow. So I thought, okay, hang on. No, mm. maybe not now. Uh, second plan was to use my savings because the only good thing of living with your parents and working is that you can save mm. some money. So I thought I'm gonna go to um, the UK. I wanted to study the same subject I studied in Italy, classics, uh, but in English because yeah. I thought I can improve my English, I can learn, it must be, and I still think it's better probably. I still want one day I dream to be able to afford a, a postgraduate uni, something in, in the UK, because I think it's, it's better, I mm. like it. Um, I never did this because my mom, the end of the same month, got uh, the cancer diagnosis for cancer, oh, no. which is kind of crazy when I think about it, because she was hypochondriac, I was hypochondriac, she had all the symptoms and none of us could yeah. see it. She had tons of exams and stuff, and none of us ever thought this might be. No. She was smoking since she was 13 years old. I mean, you know, after 50 years, with all the, when I read the symptoms, I thought, yes, this is exactly what she had. Yeah. And so she got this diagnosis, uh, already terminal, and uh, I remember she was in hospital and uh, she, uh, I tried to give her something to read to have a distraction. So there was a, a leaflet from a big supermarket with a discounted offer. And she remotely controlled me on the phone to buy everything she I could, mm. everything that was. But the trolley was so full. I called her and I told her, Mom, I, I remember the size of the fridge at home. We yeah. cannot, it's too much. You, you asked me to, like there were four leg, uh, lamb legs. No. For, what do we have even? Yeah. What we do, are we assembling a <laughs> Frankenstein lamb? Just, you know, to try to resuscitate yeah. him, maybe to see if it's, oh, let's start, do some experiment with, just in case, you know. Oh, let's to no. take your mum's brain out. Yeah, so let's try to put me in, I don't know, four, well, how can we do? And then uh, she said, okay, don't worry, I will think of it. And half an hour later, she said, stay in the supermarket. Then maybe 20 minutes later, an unknown uh, phone call from an unknown number. Mm. Someone was a colleague of my mom saying, okay, you're Luca, you don't know me, I'm uh, a friend of your mom. I have a space in the fridge, so you can go ahead with the purchase of leg, lamb, whatever. And, <laughs> you know, you feel a bit like, like well, okay, yeah. okay, I uh, will buy everything. I would go to, I remember going to this stranger place to stuck food in their fridge and never met before. So <laughs> what am I doing this? So it was complicated. But yeah. then she she died and I was and I remember I couldn't cry and that was a mm. interesting I was embarrassed. I thought I should cry. Yeah. But my body probably body knows better. Like uh, mm. it was the beginning of a sort of freedom. So I didn't So it was a relief rather than a uh, in an unconscious level, way. I felt again guilty because I should mm. be this devastated. But actually, now I'm free. Like I can, yeah. you know what? I can. I uh, had a much better time with my father after she died because we agreed on uh, hiring a professional care that could help oh, us. Right, right. So we could have more time. Still, I was still taking care of him, but not like every. I, I was able to see friends, yeah. to get out, have some weekend. Uh, you know, everything, mm. everyone was happier. My father was allowed a bit more chocolate than my mom would allow him. But again, <laughs> he has a stroke. I mean, 
at least let's enjoy life. We can't yeah, live yeah, in this yeah, kind yeah. Of, a, of, of fear of everything. So it was the beginning of a, of a rebirth for me. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed a lot. And that's how I thought maybe let's, because I had another attempt to go back to normality. I wanted to go back to the old job. Mm. I was working with an author, but the same night of the funeral of my mom, she died. What? So this author was the, my favorite author. We worked together and she came to the funeral of my mom so that I was glad because I hadn't seen her in uh, months and it was, it was, uh, I appreciated a lot. Yeah. And then I wrote her an email the same night saying, oh, thank you for coming. Because in my mind, I thought, now let's keep in touch because mm. the only sensible thing I can do is get back to my old job because my yeah. father needs someone and I cannot go to the UK or I can't go anywhere. So I need to stay here. And uh, the following day, I f a colleague uh, told me that uh, the author had died in, in her sleep. When, so uh, wow. I thought, okay. And that's when I thought, let's stop planning. <laughs> let's stop doing it. Don't uh, do any plan. Just listen to yourself. And I did two good things. I, I looked for a therapist mm. and I uh, attended a, a drama, an acting school in my hometown. There was an old childhood dream. Yeah. I never allowed myself to do. You know, when you think, oh, it would be nice to try to be an actor, but no, it's not. It's like if it's not for you. And why is it not for you? Try. Yeah. And so I, that was the best thing that could have happened to me because I made new friends. I was a better person, happier. And, uh, and eventually following the dream of an acting career, I ended up in the UK where I discovered comedy. So mm. everything mm, w were perfect at the end, but uh, it took me a long, long, uh, uh, long winding road yeah, to, to yeah, get yeah. there. Wow, man. But the moment you accept you are, you are, um, you need to listen to yourself and you cannot mm. plan, in my opinion, you cannot plan too much. No. We are not in control of, honestly, we, we can't control anything. I have no idea. I took a bus to come here, but what if the bus driver was drunk or someone else yeah. was drunk? I mean, I cannot control anything. <coughs> yeah, you're right, man. You just don't know. Yeah. And it's true about trying to live, have more fun with your life. Because I'm really guilty of that. I'll end up laying on the bed for hours. Just going, oh, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Why? And then getting bogged down in depression and then you're know, like just go and do the thing because before you know it you, you won't be able to do the thing and then you'll feel better you know it's just but enjoy what i learned from my father i remember one day when my mom was uh, dying she, she was in a coma the last the few last few days uh so i was coming back from the hospital with my father and on the in the hospital was a garden they had these beautiful places for no reason because i mean it's a very sad place but with some corner yeah. of beauty there was a, a, a tree with a lot of flowers it was the end of may so it was like uh, yeah 11 years ago and uh, you know beautiful moonlight and those flower uh, i think it was lily hyacinth or lily flower white mm. flower very the, the smell was wonderful mm. and my father limping because he couldn't walk very well went all the way to the tree to to smell it to enjoy to see the moon and i told him my dad is like 9.30 p.m., we are a bit tired, mom is dying up there, tomorrow we are back to the same grinding, mm. waiting for her to die. So do we really need to do this? And he said, oh, this is wonderful, this is beautiful. And I thought, he's right. Yeah. This little moonlight over the tree is the only beautiful thing we got today. Why shouldn't we yeah. ignore, like it's the only thing, sometimes you get more, sometimes this is only, you get. You leave an oncology ward, sort of hospice, and uh, there's nothing more, you have no idea what happens tomorrow and nothing good is mm. ahead. But there's a good, beautiful little corner of nature 
why don't you enjoy it? Yeah. It's it's for there. It's there for you at this point. So I thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why why am I, I late for what? To be lost on my bed, uh, <laughs> staring at the sea. I can get you know. Even if I I'm a bit late, my ceiling won't complain. Oh, you're late. You used to stare at me for a solid four hours. Now you, what are you being? Uh, now you staring at the moon. Yeah, and guess what? If you enjoy a bit of moon, then uh, you maybe stare a bit less to the at the ceiling. <laughs> in my experience, so I learned this lesson from my father. And still. Still have it because I thought this is uh, this is he, he was, he was, since he had a stroke he, he developed a wiser side of his personality okay. he c- became to he learned how to appreciate things little yeah. things big things and he was more relaxed about controlling stuff yeah. because we can't control anything. So. No. Oh, mate. And so and so your mum passed away. Yes. And then you kind of had a moment to go sort of look around and. Assess. I discovered a life. Uh, yeah. I was uh, happier. I allowed myself to do a bit more. Still struggling because my therapist said I developed an inner mother. So I have the inner child, but I also oh, have the inner wow. mother who tells off the inner. <laughs> so, so <laughs> you still make yourself feel guilty. Yeah, like you when you go to a cafe, cafe place and there's a nice, very pasture that you would really like mm. it. But maybe I have high cholesterol. Maybe not. I don't know. But why should I pay the same amount for a whole meal? Whole meal. Uh, empty tasteless yeah. croissant when I can have a custard one which is probably <laughs> would make me happier today so I mean why so I heard the voice of my mom you know but she was smoking so I thought you know what can't be worse than a pack of cigarettes I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah might not be good for my cholesterol but not as bad as cigarettes so it's funny the importance that was put on cigarettes when we were kids my mom smoked constantly and indoors as well and it was yeah. everywhere and it and, it wasn't until I left and I look back and I'm like, I must have stunk. I must have smelt awful. Yeah. When I was at school. Uh, but then everyone smoked at school. Yeah, I think, everyone. I think and it's funny because people say to me, so have you never smoked? I'm like, no, never. But I must have the demeanor of someone that did. Because of my mum, I guess. Once I did a, an x-ray and the doctor asked me, Do you, are you a smoker? I said, no. So now I'm worried because, uh, <laughs> but that was when I was still young and I was living with my mum. So <laughs> I have the lungs of a smoker. That's, because you're in it. Yeah, and my mom, because you asked me if there was a bit of resentment. Towards the end, I think it came out, we had a bit of an argument at the very end. Like, once she said, yeah, I got lung cancer, but guess what? There's a type of lung cancer that can happen to those who never smoked. And she kind of uttered something like, she implied, I hope you get it. Wow. And I said, oh, okay. And then she said, anyway, I, I quit smoking now. And I told her, well, technically smoking quit you. Because mm. uh, you, I mean, you don't quit. When you're in hospital, you cannot smoke. It's oxygen yeah. everywhere. It's not like uh, you, you quit smoking. You can't brag about quitting. Quit smoking is difficult, but mm-hmm. I respect people who manage to do, but not because just because they got a lung cancer and they, are, they cannot smoke in hospital. This is not, quit, not the no. definition of quit smoke, quitting smoking. So, so yeah, we had a bit of an argument. Like uh, on the line of, she says something like, can't you see I'm dying? And I finally told her something like, can't you see I'm not leaving? So wow. we're kind of even, not exactly, I know, but uh, there was a bit of resentment. But uh, yeah. all at all, all, uh, the end, uh, well, it, it disappeared. It came back last year when I got an email from the cemetery. Yes. Because uh, there's an Italian practice of, uh, um, after 10 years, uh, they dig up bodies. Make room for the new ones. Yes. They need so you're only... So they, 
So they do, and is it a Catholic thing that you have to be buried? Uh, yes, although now finally even the Catholic Church is is uh, learning how that cremation is good. To be fair, the Catholic Church has been in the forefront of cremation. If you think of all the women that have been burnt at stake, mm, like which yeah, is, that was a kind of a smashing it. Yeah, I never understood like how <laughs> so we are aggressive. we are against cremation. Hold on a second, you have burnt yeah, alive yeah, a lot of people. A lot that's of people. that's a cremation at the extreme level. Level, so that you're not really against you can. Uh, but now it's becoming more popular, common. But mm. still, the idea is you bury someone in the ground because it feels natural. That's yeah. why my father buried my mom, and eventually I buried my father the same way. And um, the problem is, we think it's forever. Mm. We think it's more natural. It's only for ten years in in the cemetery of my hometown. Oh wow! And then they dig it up, and then you have the choice either. Uh, so if the body is still intact, which mm. is very difficult after 10 years, but, uh, then they bury him again for, uh, they bury it again for five years and it oh. costs not much. Yeah. But if it is uh, bones, you have a choice, either, either a nice uh, box in a wall of the cemetery, which it costs mm. 1,500 euros for 30 years, wow. uh, or they scatter the bones in a mass grave. And oh, that's wow. complimentary, free of charge. Yes, free of charge, but good luck with, I mean, then, you know the area of the cemetery where there's a mass grave and you know that somewhere your mom is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, some, some oh. here. Yeah. And you have to deal with that. Yeah, so I don't, I didn't, sake. yeah. And after, and during the pandemic, it was the, the email I didn't want to receive, like the cemetery telling me we're gonna dig up. Cause everything was slowed down because of the COVID. I think, could they just slow down the digging up? Mm. You no, know, yeah. that was dead on time, so... <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they, they, they couldn't stop doing this, so we had to deal with this, I had to deal with this, and um, it, was, uh, it was okay. At the end, I chose the premium version, so the little box. Okay. So that's good. The only problem, in three years' time, I'm waiting for another email from for my father yes oh. so that's i need you to can't put them in the same box no no there's no still it costs almost the same because you have to you pay for them you pay for the service of opening mm. up and so there's still money to be it's funny used. that isn't it? it's funny that the most expensive one is the one that you can oh no no you have to have separate and you go why because you get twice as much money for the yeah because you know, uh, it's, it's a business yeah 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 you go, well, just just put me together it's fine yeah no you, you you can but i think i need to probably either try to cremate but only if it's if there's enough space so i'm not sure so mm. i don't want to i will put them you know it's fine wherever they go as long i want my father to be in, in a wall in the cemetery yeah, if he's right. not the same one and it can't be the same one because i had to if you want to make sure they're next to each other you need to rent them from oh, the beginning rent them both yeah and i could it's three thousand euros yeah. honestly i'm no i need to be a better comedian to afford <laughs> so you work you need to a, a goal in your life and my goal is yeah yeah it's a life goal death goal <laughs> <laughs> death goal yeah <laughs> If you can't have a good life goals, make sure you get a good death goal. Good, good death goal, yeah. Because <laughs> I've, you don't think about that. I used to work at a funeral directors years oh. ago, and I remember going down and watching, going to the ovens where they cremate everybody, and you can look in because they look in to see how how, how far along it will medium be. rare. Yeah, and well I remember done. seeing one that hadn't been in there very long, and I just looked through, and all the boxes burnt away, and then you see the skeleton. And it, all the flesh is burnt away and all that. And I saw the rib cage oh, in wow. the flames and all that. And I'm just, and it just made me realize just how once once you're gone, 
you know, your, your soul or whatever, the energy that was within you is gone back yeah, into yeah. the universe. So that's just really, it's like burning a car. Yeah, it's no, just, it's that's true. What you were. That was just that was just your your vehicle. It's true. But I remember when my mom died, you can see the difference straight away. Like when someone is dead, you can see he's not yeah. there anymore. Yeah, there's something in the color. The light the goes out, doesn't it? It dims. Yeah, it's not. It's just a body. Yeah. It's really a body. So it's funny. We cannot define a soul, but we can definitely say when there's no soul left yeah i don't know how to explain so maybe it's the i mean it could be a simple thing because we're all vibrations aren't we vibrating mm. in different directions at different times at the same time and that's probably what it is the energy's because you're not vibrating anymore yeah it's this but then the molecules are still there and all the atoms are still there and but some still kind doing of something i guess yeah i should have tried some experiment with the leg lamps i should have uh <laughs> lamps leg i should have uh yeah find out what there's <laughs> there's energy we can do it there's a soul in it <laughs> yeah, that's, but it's it's like a switch, uh, bulb, light bulb that is switched mm, off. Yeah, it's the same, but doesn't make any light. So it's cool. not you don't feel that. At, in my experience, if it can be of any solace, because maybe it's very dark. This episode, I'm so sorry. No, 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 it's happened. brilliant. But uh, it's uh, it's uh, doesn't really. Uh, you don't feel so attached to the, in my opinion, well, well, my no. experience. I didn't feel like this is my mom. This is not my mom any longer. This is something that resembled my mom. Yeah. And and definitely when they gave me the box back with the bones, that's not that's not my mom at all. <laughs> no, oh, wow, box of, did you look? Is no, it no, it's, it's sealed. It's an <laughs> aluminum box, but uh, since the, the storage I put in the wall, I, I rented was a bit uh, higher, so mm. two, three meters higher, the, the operator said, oh, I need a ladder. Can you hold it in the meantime? And whilst you're at it, can you check if it's her on the, there's a tag, there's a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the name was hers, but honestly, he, he said, is it her? I said, honestly, <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, there's a the box with her name on it, <laughs> but could be a rabbit inside. I don't know what you put inside. I don't even want to see what's inside, but even if you show me, I have no idea. I mean, I knew my mom very well, but I didn't yeah. know the, the skull that well, so. <laughs> and they probably would have, because I know that when, there's been an accident or something mm. and they can't when they shut the road and they have to clear that they clear everything and i know they 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 have to make sure they've got everything every body part has been mm. accounted for before they can open the road up again and i'm like if he's been buried for 10 years it's probably not it wasn't isn't all in there they're probably like that they probably oh, count no, yeah. how many bones there are no no they, they it was very quick because they have an entire row of graves to yeah. dig up so it they took them maybe less than 10 minutes for each because well, I was there. They probably got, uh, they probably got a foot. I think they put the leg. big bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, afraid ones. they might break the long leg, the femurs, because the box is not as, I mean, <laughs> the femur is usually yeah. longer than, I don't know, I think so. If, and if you walk in and you see <laughs> but snapping it over his knee like yeah. a broom hand. <laughs> that well, you could see some of this, uh, uh, I saw some of this moment, could be, like, they were very discreet, but I think they did something like this. They fill up mm. this bean bag at the beginning, the first stage is a sort of plastic bag. And since I asked to retrieve the wedding ring, because my father oh, yeah. buried her with a wedding ring, because he didn't think mm. uh, through it, so no, it's just for 10, we need, we really didn't know it was just for 10 years. Yeah, and then we have to do the whole thing over again. Or maybe for, in our mind, 10 years looked like an eternity, which is not. Mm. So they had to look for the ring and I said, oh, we found it, it took us a while. It was, uh, it was in the rib. So <laughs> uh. I guess it's moved some, I don't know, uh, whatever they, they, but they yeah, it's moved. <laughs> I think they took, unless my father married her by 
piercing a ring on her rib, <laughs> but that would be really. But that's it, because that's the thing in it that I remember someone telling me that when I was when I was a kid, we went on a we went on a trip, school trip to a church, the local church, and the vicar was showing us round in the graveyard, and he said because because the planet because the ground moves all the time because of all the plates yeah. and everything. The bodies aren't actually directly underneath mm. where you buried them. They've, they've probably they've all shifted. So they probably all shifted down. Yeah, together. they move. They do something. Yeah. You, but it's uh, in a way it helps you to reconcile with the idea of of death because we are so mm. attached to people and and things, and it becomes like oh, I need to visit the same tombstone over and over. Well, no, because it's on, yeah, you can. But at the end, you need to. We need to find a way to have a closure to yeah. say goodbye to the people we love. To forgive them if we think they did some mistakes, to forgive ourselves for not loving them, maybe this, we will do our best. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I consider myself a happy orphan. Like I'm happy, is and I, yeah, I, I think she didn't. She mean she meant well, mm. but she made a few she mistakes. And wrong. when I, if I see her again, I will probably tell her. Well, okay, we have to. In hindsight, we could have done a better job together, <laughs> but um, yeah. It's, uh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny that when like we're talking about dying and my dad was talking about inheritance a little while ago and he said he, 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 we were talking because my, my sister goes there and she's always talking about so, well I'm going to have that and I'm going to have that and, and I'm like, like joking like, sort of half joking and I'm like you can have it all you can have it all I'd, I'd, I'd rather mum and dad were here oh yeah and not have I don't care about their stuff and uh and then my dad was saying, talking about inheritance, and he just said, "I will, I will do all I can to make sure that I strap my money to me. <laughs> and I'm buried with it." Well, that's true, but you, they never should be allowed to spend as much as they can. Is their money at the end? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, is their yeah. life? I don't think they should. Um, yeah, it's it's weird when we look at someone and say, "Oh, oh, nice house you got, mm. nanny, oh, granny, oh, that's nice," because it's there. Is yeah. their life whatever. Um, but uh, but it's it's good. I don't know. I have. I'm just happy now. I was more uh, close to my father. So when he died, I was a bit. Um, I was proper proper sad. But then a few months later, I, I dreamt of him, and yeah. it was like if we said goodbye to each other. And when I woke up, I was feeling much oh, better. Wow. I don't know. It was a sort of a blessing because I dreamt him in his living room, and then I thought, you know, halfway through the dream, you think, Dad, you should be dead just because yeah. we have we are having a nice chat but i thought hold on a second i think you're dead and he said yeah okay so it's just you saying goodbye and he says something like yes and since then i haven't dreamt of him anymore but wow but i woke up like uh like with a sort of i like to think a blessing like it's, it's done yeah. whatever we we left uh, Closure almost. yeah yeah so we we have one life and it's ours so it's good Again, you're very right. Families uh, can be very important, but um, it's yeah. I think we need to take care of ourselves. Yes, and, definitely. Uh, yeah. Most of all, yeah. And and then if we are happier, not happy in a stupid way, like haha, like happy on on drugs or mm. on uh, morphine. <laughs> I don't feel pain. I don't feel haha. Yeah, you can stab me, and I don't feel anything. <laughs> this is not happiness. But if we are in peace, if we are going where we go, do, r r uh, running our race which can mm. 
only be ours. Because another problem, as a comedians, we get this sometimes. At least I do it. You look at other comedians, oh, I wish I could be there already. Yes. And then you realize, no, because everyone has their own path. We have no clue what, I mean, someone starts younger, someone later, someone yeah. will end up with a great career. Someone will be known mainly from by comedians, but loved by comedians. We have no idea what's our path. We no. just need to enjoy our races as long as we are happy. Yeah. Yeah, rather wrong, than man. looking at other people. It's our path. The good thing is there's can't be wrong if it's yours. Yeah. But probably it can't be the same as uh, other people. So no, you're right, man. I know you yeah, I know what you mean. We do get bogged down with worrying about especially in this country definitely. We're always worrying about what oh, have they got more than me? Why have they got more why have they got that? Why yeah. have I not got that? And it's yeah and they need to be a bit more oh, this is cool but also in this country i think the system the class system plays a role that is oh a god bit, yeah 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 definitely twisted because they trick us with this being because i don't know which class i'm i belong to because i've i have the same education of a uh, boris johnson but with no family connection so i'm broke yeah i can say it in latin but i'm broke so it's uh, <laughs> it doesn't really like which class is this i don't know i have uh, um, but imagine if boris were poor from working class yeah he would probably spend his time on a library reading some book blabbing words of latin mm. with a truck suit full of stain of ketchup around the lab it would be funny boris he wouldn't be no respected and he <laughs> would have probably had less uh, girlfriend i would say <laughs> as my idea maybe not maybe maybe some some someone from salvation army would love him but i <laughs> I don't know. I have some doubt. I know if I'm stepping the line, but I think it's. Uh, I like to. Oh, when it's too much, I like to imagine a metaverse where uh, Boris Johnson is a poor guy, homeless, uh, with a bit of you know ketchup on his tracksuit, mm. blabbing Latin words, blah blah blah. And yeah, I think, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah that's, that's that. that must be an universe where things are like this. There must be. The, yeah, yeah, cook series. Selling the big issue, talking about <laughs> what his issue is. Oh, I would buy him the big issue for one pound or more because he doesn't deserve a tip, but. <laughs> He'd wear a tracksuit with uh, school shoes, like slip-on shoes. That's yeah. the kind of guy he'd be, I think. If we got from a charity shop, yeah, and maybe maybe a tie with Oxford tie on the, yeah, something uh, like a funny. He would be known as Boris, the funny character. <laughs> he would campaign in from a local politician, probably a Tory of Reclaim Party, because that would be oh, you look with a big, uh, and maybe he would even try to get candidate like you no, know, those people that they get two votes, like but Count Binface. Funny, funny Boris. One of those people. Funny yeah. Boris. Funny Boris. He would have a page of Funny Boris fan club on Facebook, like it does. Uh, character oddity in London. There's Funny Boris. Oh, yeah. It'd be on TikTok. Yes. Hey, Funny <laughs> Boris, tell something like Rosa, Rosa, Rosa. Ha ha ha. Would be some someone from Eton would bully them. That would be not nice, but that's what they do. That would yeah. probably burn some bank not in his face <laughs> and film it and put it on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. I imagine it. Boris the influencer. He would become What's up, a, guys? Yeah, he would become a character, <laughs> a face on the mayor of London, homelessness. You know, yeah. I, I like to imagine this, and I think, oh, oh. Whatever's happening now is the opposite is somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did you know, even I fell for it at the beginning with Boris, because you, there was a likability about him. When he was, because he was on our TV mm. in 2006, mm. and, every, and everyone was like, oh, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a lovable buffoon. And then, as you go along, now he's the prime minister. You're like, oh no, he's awful. He's the narcissistic bag of shit. And uh, but there was, a, I read an interview, and he said, <laughs> "We're keeping that in, by the way." 
<laughs> Jason Paul's panicking. Oh, sorry, because we because we no no we're doing it we're doing it. I uh, oh, we can cut if it's sorry. Are we too political? No, 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 no. no. We said worse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we uh, I remember reading an interview and it was I don't know who it was with. I can't remember who it was, but it was like I think it was a music magazine. It was they were interviewing Boris Johnson and then they met him outside the BBC and as he was locking his bike up. He looked at the BBC building and he said to the report, he goes, nest of paedophiles. <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it just really made me laugh. And then now you see me like, mate, you are not the one. But like if you are go to the NHS for the consult, you need to meet your surgeon. And there's mm. funny Buffon, like uh, yeah. a doctor who cannot even comb his hair, who cannot wear gloves properly, who's, who cannot... Mm. Yeah, maybe it's funny, but you don't want him to. Be. You you pray silently. Okay, let's hope he's not the guy who has to operate me because I might get sepsis from him. I'm, he doesn't yeah. even wash the his hands. with dirty hands and big red clown shoes. Yeah, sounds like oh, and and touching everything. So, mm. Yeah, maybe it's funny. <laughs> maybe he, he flirts with the nurses. Maybe he's maybe it's a character. Oh, he's such a character. Yeah, mm. can I have another doctor, please? Yeah, I'm sure he's a. <laughs> so we don't trust. We wouldn't trust him with our own health. No. But funnily enough, someone trusted him with the whole nation. So. <laughs> Well, it is funny. It's a lesson we learn. We learn. I'm not really. I don't want to sound too bitter or too political. No. It's just that I feel it feels weird. The class system. I think that the only reason he's where he is is because of his family connection and wealth. Because yeah, this is exactly it. That's, and the, the trick is uh, when there are people. I don't know which class you belong to. I don't know if he's working class. I never understood mm. exactly. Yeah. But even that you're working class, uh, it's like oh, be proud of being. The way you are, it's, yes. it's kind of putting an invisible barrier. Like, don't even try to be outside your. Cl- this is your class. They yeah. they they picture a class of. Uh, this is a simplified version of a newspaper we call tabloid. This is the mm. Saint George flag you have to wave when there's a rugby match. This is your beer. Shout out! Uh, shout out loud! Make fun of us. We don't care as long <laughs> you don't get in the way of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruining, uh, ruling and ruining yeah, exactly. the country. Well, it is, and they are. They are censored. They're all sent to Eton, which is, you know, and then they're all, and they are all groomed to be, they go, oh, don't worry, you're going to be running the country anyway, so don't. Yeah, but they're done, they should be good at, in, and they're mm. not, it's like. Because they don't really, because they're not, it isn't about them wanting to do that. It's literally about that, that group of people wanting to be in charge of it all. So they can, so they can keep making the money, keep having the yeah. money and, and and, and that's what it is, and then it, you know, and then the working classes are kind of like we've thrown crumbs off the off the uh, turrets of the castle. So there you go. Oh, by the way, you got to pay for these crumbs. Yeah, we're upping the taxes. So but it's yeah, it's just like cunt. Sorry, it's like if, an, it's like if an airline company selected the pilots only from certain family, no matter whether they can fly or not. Exactly. But the problem is, if you crash your own flight, you are the first to die as a pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they somehow, let's say they are immune, so they don't die. They crash, but they never die. Their pilots are not even in the plane. Yeah. They're, they're, in, they're in traffic They're in the lounge, they're in the first class, <laughs> business class lounge of the airport. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, the airplane, and they, they remote control the airplane, <laughs> and they say, well, are you a good pilot? pilot no, but my father yeah, used yeah, to be, yeah. my grandfather used to be, and I had one great, great, great ancestor who was a good pilot. Yeah. And that's why I'm here in the business lunch, remotely controlling your own flight. And I'm so sorry for you if you're gonna die. But uh, they go, they say, oh, the plane crashed. They go, well, you shouldn't have been on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I had to go on it. I had to go to where I was going. You were the one in charge of the plane. You were the one that should have made sure that I got to where I was going. No, 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 it's your fault. Yeah. You, 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 if you'd have arranged your life better. 
Yeah, you, you wouldn't shouldn't. have needed to be on that plane. Exactly. To go to that. Why place. are not you sitting here? I love when they try to give advice on how to get more money or spend less. Have you ever tried to cook food? Don't. Uh, no, yeah. Don't they, oysters can be very expensive, out of season. Why don't you stick to <laughs> bread, uh, like uh, water? Like a and, normal person. Yeah, bread and water. The the, the swans in Hyde Park they, they do magnificently with bread and water, and they can even s- s- fly. So I, w- I wonder why. Poor people cannot just, you know, follow from swans and have <laughs> the same crumbles and live in the serpentine and then just try to fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be nice. Well, they've even made it illegal. So you can't even kill the swans and eat them because they belong to the queen. Oh, really? Yeah, you can't. Probably because their meat is awful. Is it good meat? I don't know. I don't Swan, idea. I don't know. Didn't Elvis used to, I think Elvis used to wipe his, his ass on swans' necks. Not in the, they weren't running around. I think they were dead. And they used to, they, they, <laughs> the rumour was that he used to wipe his ass using swan's necks. Can you think we can find a, a, a swan, you know, a taxidermic swan and yeah. sell it on eBay pretending it's been wiped by It was Elvis's Elvis. poo swan. <laughs> yeah, like uh, just saying, okay, this is, it doesn't look clean because guess what? That's the perks, actually. It looks more like a duck. It's, it's, no, that'd be the shit. <laughs> it's the little brown stain you see. It's actually Elvis. Has been analyzed, and trust me, it's the DNA of Elvis. So we could ask some relative, distant relative of Elvis to poo on Ted <laughs> Swan, and then we can sell it on eBay for some. I'm sorry, I'm so just... So the DNA will be in there somewhere. You've got a relative. <laughs> yeah, so they can yeah. do DNA and say, yes, looks like either the swan or that's, someone... That's Presley poop, that. Well, and then you sell it for some money to someone, yeah. and then it's just... Uh, is this, a, this is the next advice from some minister I expect to give yeah, for, for, yeah, the, yeah. for the budgeting. Why don't you sell swans pretending <laughs> the... <laughs> Elvis is poo swans. It could be yeah, something, something. So Elvis used to, to wipe his ass with swine. <laughs> Apparently, I can't work out the logistics. Every time, I don't remember, I don't think about it often, but every now and again it pops up. Why? Like, how would they even, what, are they like a stack of them next to the toilet? Wow. Can we just now suggest to Andrex to make a swan-themed toilet paper called Elvis for his <laughs> anniversary and give us a, a person, to, a royalty of the on the sales like just the the special Elvis Andrex the swan because they always use puppy and dog but swan or the swan <laughs> yeah yeah good enough for the king yeah I mean <laughs> toilet duck <laughs> so, yeah. oh, I can't believe the, we, the two we didn't get that you see it it's a thing <laughs> that's perfect you were sitting there for ages you're like they're gonna say it in a minute surely they're gonna say it in a minute <laughs> we didn't to clean just below your pelvis <laughs> I'm just saying that's a possible market. Someone will buy it, someone. This is why I love doing this podcast, because <laughs> the business ideas that spring forward. You never know where it's going to go. You've got to start up. Uh, yeah. This is an incubator of ideas. This will be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I expect the Andrex Swan themed Elvis. We're going to tag them in when yeah. we put this out. <laughs> For the we're going we're gonna to tag in the, uh, the Presley Estate and Andrex. And I think is I would buy at least once a limited edition, of course, limited, yeah. gold, Love. gold lined, clean you tender, yeah. clean me tender, <laughs> wipe wipe me tender probably, wipe me tender. That could that's could wipe me tender. <laughs> wipe me tender could be an entire song. We could have a, sp- a Spotify playlist. Yeah, it goes with this. I really I hope that some commerce, some marketing uh, genius from Andrex listens to this and yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, and we, give us the because we need money. I need I need money because I have a, a dad coming out of grave in three years. Yeah, so I need, you need really to find him. You need to find <laughs> weirdly. You need to find a room for your dad. <laughs> He's already there, but yeah. they, like, they will evict him. Which is a, a what? Did, so did they, are they? If you don't do anything, mm. what do they do? Oh, they they took it away anyway because it's uh, so go anyway, and he puts in the mass grave. All right, so your your only option if you haven't got any money is the mass grave. Yes, because you have six months from the moment they they dig it up, they put it in a bean bag, a plastic bag, and then in six months, if you haven't reclaimed, if you haven't rented a place, but also I think you need to rent. It's better if you rent a place in the same cemetery because a friend of mine had to, said, "Oh, I'm gonna move it in a cemetery next to my village because mm. it's better," and they have to pay a weird tax for every municipality they crossed with a bone something like that what? so there was they make money with everything yeah, so of course they do like yes. uh so that's like okay you move from here for the so every like every borough had to uh, yeah, every, allow the okay we allow these bones to enter and leave and enter and leave so and it's at like the end, what happens if i don't pay yeah just, it's like it's just bones yeah uh, you, never, you never know so you have to so, do it in the dead, in the dead of night sneakily <laughs> sneak across the it's a xylophone music yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah and i said we will not do the dig up if it rains this is so italian i think come on you should only do on a rain, rainy possibly night time it's raining yeah and maybe do when it's we'll do at night time you should do only night time make it a bit of more dramatic i want yeah. the full moon I want the rain, I want the thunder, I want just yeah. make it look like dodgy because it, <laughs> it is anyway, you're taking, it's my money, so please, I, I, <laughs> I wanted to do it in my time, like Frankenstein, or yeah. Dracula, I, if you're, if I had that job, that's what I would want to do. Yeah, I'd night do time, uh, yeah, you can yeah. kind of drink, Just whisk. to freak people out who are walking home from the pub or yeah. late at night and they just see you with a lamp. I would give people the, you know, the things that stuck for a vampire, just in case. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we might have to put it in the heart if he's oh, not, yeah, yeah, if he's yeah, yeah. non-dead. It might happen. So yeah. get ready. Or just stand there with, yeah. with a stake as they walk past. Or silver, silver bullet, just in case he's a zombie. Yeah. We get ready for this. Oh, it might be dramatic. <laughs> I will shot in the head. They're already dead. So just to make sure. Just to never, make sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> better safe than sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, Luca, this has been amazing. Uh, I had so much Thanks, fun. Thanks, man. Thank you. Where can we find you? Can we find you online? Yes, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, although I need to be better on Twitter. I'm also on TikTok, but I have mm. put very few videos there. So Instagram mainly, and is Luca Cupani. So it's my name and surname all together. No, no space, nothing. No. So, And I'll be in Edinburgh. Uh, uh, for the month of August. So yeah, you're doing happy orphan. Just, just the tonic, tonic uh, the spare room. Yes, two twenty p.m. What? Uh, what is your? Where is your? I'm going to be just the tonic up the road. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to be at nine twenty every night. Good, so I can a, see you. Yeah, That's perfect. Oh, it's going to be great. Just the tonic is the place to be because also Daniel Sloss, other people are coming. Daniel Sloss, is he? Is it just the tonic? Yeah. Another, admittedly, yeah, bigger yeah, room yeah. than mine, but yeah, brilliant. Uh, yeah, yeah. Vic's Layton as well. She's doing just the tonic. We're doing all sorts. I would really say it's now. the best venue to visit in Edinburgh. So if you only have a limited choice of shows, please make sure you check the just the tonic shows. Just saying. <laughs> and if, uh, if anyone from Gilded Balloon is listening, then uh, no, that I mean, you're, you're. I still love you. No, of course, of course, I do as well. Uh, but but everyone. Anyone else can get in a bin. <laughs> Man, no, no, everyone. This year, I think just the tonic made the right choice. I think they but did. But Gilded Balloon, it could be your. Your tour next year. Yeah, absolutely. We'll Let us back. know. <laughs> <laughs> Luca, thanks, mate. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Insane in the membrane. Cool fact. 
A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production. <laughs> 